This is Outcasting Overtime, a feature from Outcasting, Public Radio's LGBTQ youth program. Hi, I'm Andrew, a youth participant in Outcasting's main studio in Westchester County, New York. On this edition, Outcaster Alex talks about the status of LGBTQ people running for public office in the United States, how far we've come in the last couple of years, and the areas in which we still need to improve. Here in New York, this fall, we have the governor of our state up for re-election. In the Democratic primaries, Cynthia Nixon, an actress and longtime activist, and an out bisexual woman, ran against the incumbent Governor Andrew Cuomo. Governor Cuomo has been in office for almost eight years, and he's been a strong ally for LGBTQ people in our state. Both Cuomo and Nixon are Democrats, so the prospect of either of them holding the highest public office in my state would not have had a huge effect on the state's politics. Cuomo ended up winning. However, this is the first time in my life that I can remember an openly LGBTQ person running for public office at such a high level in my state. This brings up some questions. What is the percentage of LGBTQ elected officials in the United States? And how does that compare to the percentage of LGBTQ people? And how do these public offices affect our nation's laws concerning LGBTQ people? The Victory Institute, an organization that tracks LGBTQ people holding elected office, released a study earlier this year that counted 559 officials. That sounds like a large number, but only if you think about it without context. This nation has 500,000 elected officials. That means that just over a tenth of a percent of them are LGBTQ people. And of these 559 officials, very few hold high-ranking positions. Before this election, we had just one LGBTQ senator, one governor, and one mayor among the 100 largest cities in the country. In addition, among the LGBTQ elected officials, very few of them are people of color, and an even smaller number of them are transgender. Even more telling statistics can be seen in the study's report of LGBTQ representation in state legislatures. That's where some of the strongest anti-LGBTQ laws are passed. The average number of LGBTQ state congresspeople is just 2.2 per state. In New York, a blue state, there are five out of a total of 213 state legislators. Nationwide, there is only one known transgender state legislator. We also looked at the distribution of LGBTQ state legislators between Republican and Democratic-controlled states, which we loosely defined as states that voted for either Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton in the 2016 presidential election. In red states, the average is 1.3 state legislators per state, and in blue states, the number is 3.6 per state. An organization called the Movement Advance Project considers 22 out of the 29 states with two or fewer openly LGBTQ state legislators to be low-equality states for LGBTQ people. Let's make no mistake, straight allies are indispensable, but not having actual LGBTQ people in government contributes to the miseducation and misrepresentation of LGBTQ people, particularly in Republican states. Of course, the relative absence of LGBTQ elected officials is just a part of a bigger lack of diversity in our state and federal governments. The numbers of women and people of color are far from representative of the nation's population. But things are getting better. Diversity among our elected officials has significantly increased in the last decade. Earlier this year in New York State, a little-known Hispanic female politician from a working-class background, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, had an unexpected victory in the 14th Congressional District. This shows that in at least some parts of the country, candidates from minority backgrounds can have legitimacy and power. Increased diversity could be seen on the ballots in the midterms. In Vermont, Christine Hallquist was the first transgender candidate for governor endorsed by a major party, but she did not end up winning the election. 
And as for the wins of the election, a handful of states elected their first LGBTQ representatives, such as Kansas and Michigan. And Kate Brown of Oregon, the first openly bisexual governor in U.S. history, won re-election. Historically, LGBTQ people have lacked representation in government. As that changes, we are likely to see more and more advancement in LGBTQ rights. The Trump administration is trying to undo much of our progress, so it's more important than ever to elect more people who will advance the movement towards our nation's promise of equality for all. Thanks for listening to Outcasting Overtime, a feature from Outcasting, Public Radio's LGBTQ youth program. Outcasting Overtime is a production of Media for the Public Good, a nonprofit organization. Our assistant producer is Josh Valley, and our executive producer is Mark Sophus. Visit us at outcastingmedia.org to get information about outcasting, make your tax-deductible donation, watch outcasting videos, access our social media links, and listen to outcasting and outcasting overtime. Thanks, and thanks for listening.